Dada, I'm here, I'm down in the mine, Dada. I got the blind box on teacher, and I got the American preacher that's trying to fuck your daughter. Da, is that my da in there? Da, is that my da in there? Da, is that my Sean? Is that my da in there? What is that my dear? Oh my God, we bridged two gaps. It's oh, how green was my Mystic River? <laughs> is that my daughter? I thought you were going. I thought you were going to go into uh, Daniel Day Lewis in oh. the name of the Father. <laughs> That's da! my daughter. That's my daughter. Uh, my the alternate opening that I come up with was. Uh, Heart her it was gonna be a Welsh uh, mating song. Yeah, that one's definitely, I think, more offensive. I, think you, I don't think you're saying real things, though. I think you're just making. How uh, would you know? Kind of doing a gibberish thing. Welsh. Because I'm, uh, oh, well, Welsh? Ver- I'm Welsh versed in Welsh. Oh, I hated that so <laughs> yeah, much. I wasn't comfortable saying it. <laughs> I'm Welsh. Yeah. Versed. I got. I freaked out. Oh, folks. You want to start over? Absolutely not. This is AM Gold, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tune your radio. time. Yeah, we're here. Billy and the Kid. Oh, beep, beep. <laughs> honk, 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 uh, honk if you're horny. It's, it's Whip Em Out Mondays. All right. Wom, baby. <laughs> what I feel like. How green is that? Very derivative. It's very derivative. Two boys in a balcony. We How watched. Green was what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Goodbye. Two boys in a balcony. In a balcony. A balcony. Two boys in a balcony. In a balcony. Oh my goodness! Oh, brother, he just got fucking yanked off the air for saying that shit about Tom Menino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two boys in a balcony. If you can't tell, the boys are back together. Oh my goodness! We're here, very rare in person. Three feet, record. three feet tops. B- between We're vaccinated, us. we have masks. Fucking on. so close to this dummy. Well, we got plexiglass between. I apologize. Us. I. No, you're, next, you're very close to your ventriloquist dummy that you insisted yeah, that's what between I us on the couch. I'm very close to my uh, my your antique replica peanut the woozle. No. <laughs> that's right. You got that from the... Got it on tour on the Jeff Dunham, Jeff Dunham store you know, on Facebook.com. Does he sell replica puppets? Oh, how did, would he not? He's got it, right? He must. Oh, man. Imagine you you can buy Kermit the Frog. Why wouldn't you be able to buy a peanut to woozle? <laughs> I want Walter the old racist Ahmed man. Ahmed the dead terrorist? All right, jeffdunham.com. We're going. Oh, don't give him the hit. We're going to the show. Don't give him the fucking traffic, dude. Oh, oh we get. We you get just j- pushed him into another damn bracket. A limited number of pop Funkos will be signed by Jeff. Get your Holy autograph today. Holy I didn't know that he could write. This guy's got talking bobbleheads. Hi, wait a minute. Talking bobbleheads. That's not a technology that animatronic exists. Animatronic talking dolls. Oh, my niece loves animatronics, dude. Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's. She won't shut up about it. I love her so much. I hope she's not listening. 
She shouldn't. We're explicit. <laughs> Girl, you got to be older for this. Oh, here we go. We got Walter's shut the hell up and eat it hot sauce. Oh, is that the old guy? That's Walter the old guy. We got That's Jose. The old guy. Jose Jalapeno. Walter Brennan. On a steak hot Back sauce. Back in my day. Now, those two were $6. Now Only $6 for a hand-signed peanut no, these are these are Jeff Dunham hot sauces. What? Now, for $12, this is, you can get Ahmed's Silence, but, B-U-T-T. Are these still hot sauces? Yeah, this is, yeah, this one's got to be, this one's going to be bad. Is he trying to do a hot ones thing here? Ahmed's Silence, but, like as your bottom, deadly. Silent but hot sauce. Oh, boy. I bet the copy on that one has got to be, that's got to be good stuff. Ahmed, the dead terrorist, couldn't resist making his hot sauce for those of you who like it. Crazy. He could not resist, ass. even though he is dead. Hot. Scorpion, Reaper, and Ghost Peppers add enough heat to make you holler. Oh, Fire in the hole. a bunch of hot peppers together. <laughs> Fire in the hole. Oh, Your like, butthole. <laughs> like Vietnam. <laughs> yes, that's right. Ahmed says, you have been warned, infidel. Oh, the Best Buy date on those are uh, November 21. So you only got Man, a couple of he's months. worth so much money. Uh, doesn't seem like he sells puppet puppets, but he's got animatronic well, talking he's dolls. He's really leaving money on the table. He's absolutely making leaving money on the table. We should get in touch with him. Do you know how to make a puppet? I don't know if I know anybody. Oh, we can only get talking Bubba J bobbleheads. The Dude. rest of them are sold out. Owen Linda's can make puppets. You think? Yeah, you think we go after the Dunham if market? If we could get Owen Linda's to make puppets for Jeff Dunham, do you think we could get a cut of it? Somehow in betwixt it. I mean, we will. I've said betwixt twice on this stupid podcast, I think. We will get a cut of it. It's not a. It's Fucking not a, start it over. I don't want to be known as the guy that says betwixt no, three is, times on a podcast. I'm sorry. This is our best picture Academy Award winning podcast, and we just discussed Jeff Dunham hot sauce, and you want me to race? <laughs> you want me to race? We all really that? did. You want me to we take were trying that to down? discuss puppets, though, like professionals. Yeah, professional puppets like Ahmed the dead terrorist, Walter the racist old man, Jalapeno on a stick. Uh, Jalapeno the racist on a stick. Peanut the woozle. Peanut the racist woozle. No, what's the game with Peanut the woozle? Is he just horny? The game with him? He's from space. Oh, is that what his thing is? Yeah. And then the stick guy comes out and he says everything's on a stick. Oh, that's right. And then the dead terrorist guy came out after 9-11. That's fun. So he's turning 20 pretty soon. Was he on the plane? Was he one of the guys? No, but he showed up right after, though. I, think. I mean, oh, not, maybe he is. Maybe that's why he's dead. He's not turning twenty. He's I dead. don't know. He's he's whatever age he was when he died. I don't know. He doesn't. I age. remember when it was just Peanut the Woozle on his Comedy Central special. Yeah, I mean, you love that special. And I said, "There's no it way the it's going to get funnier than this." <laughs> How could it? <laughs> There's no way. How could it? That's one Woozle, one man. <laughs> One man, one vote. One, one man, man, one woozle. One woozle. Peanut, rest in peace. We love you, buddy. We miss you. And then he's like, I got more puppet money. I'm going to get another puppet. Yeah, dude. On a stick. We really fucked up trying to use our words when we should have been doing it with puppets. We could still do it. The thing you got you to gotta respect is that he is a, he's a very talented ventriloquist. The guy's got talent. That's a talent that... Uh, that's hard to do. Ventriloquism is not hard. Okay, here we if go. If you do it on a podcast. Here we go. <laughs> like, I'm doing it right now. I'm not moving my lips. Oh, and I, I, 
I can concur, man. And He's, you can understand most of what I say. I can understand Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker. I can understand the words that are coming out of his <laughs> mouth. Oh, that's a Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Riff. Have you watched it finally? I've never seen Rush Hour. Should, how are you? How are you? I should, I'm saving it for booing. Quoting it. I mean, because I saw the trailer a hundred billion times. You just kept watching it. Can Ma's you understand never gonna... the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Ma's never going to let me go. And I'm then just in the sequel, Rush the Hour 2, Jackie Chan, in the trailer, Jackie Chan does it just like this. He does the dance. <gasps> oh, but then he also does the... Uh... And he does the dance where he does his head to the... Oh, that's side. right. He also does a... Do, he do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And then he snaps and he does the head... Shift. Uh, Jackie Chan, uh, a national treasure. Of national treasure in two not, different nations. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think we can. Claim. Maybe three. I don't think we can claim Jackie Chan. Why can't we? He lives here, I think. Hey, fuck it. In Whitman, Massachusetts, I'm saying. Oh, he does. Yeah, I think he lives above the old uh, Fleming's pie shop. Oh, he can't even get a hole. He's got an apartment <laughs> yeah. above an abandoned pie shop. Yeah. Well, he might own the store below it. I don't know. Is the store still open? Yeah, it's open, and there's the Chinese food place next to they it. They sell pies. I'm just saying, there's a Chinese food place there. I don't. Uh, South Street. Uh, South China Gourmet. You've been there. Have I? Probably. Yeah, you somebody, seem like a gourmet. Annette Pollock probably ran a show out of there at some point. No, it's a very small place. I don't think they've ever done live entertainment. Wow, there's always a first. You think we should do our first live <laughs> I podcast? I think we should go down and find down out Down at South, South Street China Garden? South China Gourmet. Oh, China Gourmet. Yeah. South China Gourmet. Why are we advertising for them so heavily on this episode? You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it's the secret. You know, you manifest it. We want advertisement on this podcast. Whoa, we want... back up a minute. What are you talking about, a secret? The, the secret, you dipshit. I gave you the what book. I told you to read secret? it. What is the secret? I don't read. You think. You go, I want South I want China Gourmet to advertise on Two Boys in a Balcony. So you have to manifest it. So we gave them a free Man, plug. you said their fucking name again. And now, after this, as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to drive with my laptop over to South Street. <laughs> I'd love to bear it. Knock on the door. If they're not open, I'll South Ave. Up. Sean, you're going to be on the wrong road, I think, if you go to South Street. Maybe you come with me. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. All right. No, I got, I got stuff to do, probably. Okay. Well. I got nap time to catch up uh, on. It was a good idea while it lasted. Uh... Boy, we're in a we're in a silly mood. I don't today. even know what we're talking about any longer. We survived uh, Hurricane. Oh uh, my goodness! Ha- it ha- fucking ha- avoided me like the plague. Henry, Henry. It went to almost to Albany, New York. Albany? What? How do you say it? Albany. Uh, Albany. To I think. avoid coming Albany? to the South Shore. Albany. Even a tropical depression doesn't want to visit the South Shore, of Massachusetts. Oh, I, oh, they, they, it's they, like, yeah. Uh, just walk by and it's like, ah, nah. yeah, you guys got enough things no going on. No thanks. I'm going to go out to Schenectady. Oh. You have been to Schenectady? I haven't. Have you? No. Okay. Isn't that near Legoland, probably? Is uh, that upstate? What do you think? I honestly, Bust out the map. Okay. Um, just looking here. Uh, you pronounced it wrong. Schenectady? Skin, skin, syndect, syndocity. Sin City? Sin City. Las Vegas. We love it. We're going there. Oh, we're dead. Uh, we'll be at the Tropicana. November 25th through the 27th. That's right. Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> we decided, <laughs> fuck our families. Two boys in a balcony. We're going down. We're hitting the strip, doing Recording our series. live. Live podcast. 72 hours straight podcast yep. from the top of the Eiffel Tower. Yep. For, for right in front of the uh, the Paris yeah. Casino. And it's pretty crazy because I believe they close it for like two hours for cleaning. So we're going to have to. 
Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to have to just kind of just shift. We're going to have to blend it in. Just kind of move around. Oh, yeah. This is completely unsanctioned. Oh, dude. Everything we do is unsanctioned. We don't need a fucking My wife doesn't even know we're in the living room right now. I mean, she does. She came out and said hello. Shut why can't we have an illusion, Abba? Theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. Damn it. I'm so stupid. I'm so <laughs> fucking stupid sometimes. Dude, you better get your shit together before we hit Vegas. Oh, da, da. <laughs> da, da. Oh, man. Ryan that... McDowell. Would you punch him? No. <laughs> He's got such a punchable <laughs> face, dude. He's a little child. No, but even when he got older, he had that face that made you go, ah, oh, this dude's pulling one over on me. No, I think his face is fine. It's his voice. He's got one of the most distinct voices. It's, uh, I can't describe it. I, I really only know British? him from, uh... Is he British, right? I believe so. Welsh? Is he Welsh? Uh... Sean, do you believe he's Welsh? Uh, folks, do you believe in miracles? I'm probably going to start an international conflict when I when I start talking about these people. Oh, that's all we need is a bunch of fucking coal <laughs> miners from Wales coming over and breathing their death on us. Oh, boy. Uh, no, he's from, uh, London, England. London, England itself. I mean, they probably can't come over here now because of COVID. I think there's no. I think uh, they can. I think they have it under control. I, I don't. I don't no, think they. They UK don't. UK is blowing up, dude. Yeah, but we're not. Especially blocking. Especially in the coal mines. We're not blocking anybody from coming to the are United States. Are you kidding States. me? Oh, are we? I don't know. I haven't really I been paying attention. Good if you were kidding me. Uh, I will say I'm this. I'm sure we are. Uh, Roddy McDowell, a young Roddy McDowell. He's a Roddy just a the, the Piper. Roddy Roddy, Roddy McDowell. Uh, yeah, I don't from think from Piper's pit. Nope, that was Roddy Roddy Piper. Roddy Roddy Piper from McDowell's pit. Oh, Roddy McDowell was so good in They Live, wasn't he? Oh, with the glasses. Yes, he wasn't in that. Is he the one that was in Planet of the Apes, or am I thinking of no, someone yeah, else? He's Doctor Zayas, and then he plays Cornelius. In, and uh, the other one is Malcolm McDowell, and he is a Clockwork Orange fella. He is in Clockwork Orange. Are they brothers? Course, uh, Sons. No, uh, Malcolm McDowell is from Scotland, I believe. Which is Welsh, right? No. Nope. Isn't that Welsh? No, the Highlands? Scotland? No, Wales. Is, is that where's Braveheart from? Uh, Scotland or Ireland. I don't fucking know. Where was uh, Jim Varney from? <laughs> Tennessee. Ernest. Uh, hey, Vern. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. We're talking about, guys, get this. We're talking about the 14th Academy Awards. Only four more years till they're legal, buddy. Oh, fuck, <laughs> dude. Timestamp that. No way. I'm keeping that no, in. It fits in the 40s. Dude. <laughs> All these movies are guys going, no, actually, you're in love with me. Yeah, you love me. Actually, it's me that you love. Uh, February 26, 1942. 1942, Columbus sailed the ocean. Oh, blue. right. In the throes of war. Yeah. This is... Uh, Post uh, Pearl E. Haba. Uh, we uh, we're we're full on in. Uh, we're straight up. We're straight up, dog. Straight up in World War Two mode. So John Wayne's the only person left in Hollywood. Oh, cause he didn't serve. He is a coward. Uh, yeah. It does uh uh. Yeah. No, I think that'll affect next week more, where we start to see the Jimmy Stewart's and the. I don't know. I mean, Elvis's. Who else? Oh, is that why Walter Pigeon gets to be in movies? Oh, Jesus Christ! Don't get me fucking started on Walter Pigeon. Miniver next. He is going to be in Mrs. Miniver. What a just a fucking absolute tool bag. 
Everybody in this fucking how green is my valley? How green was? Jesus Christ! How yeah, green not, was it? It's not green anymore. Not anymore. Present tense. Not very green. <laughs> uh, everybody in it is doing these fucking Welsh accents, and the Welsh accent, as we know, because we're huge uh, Taskmaster boys. Because uh, yeah, and also because of uh, Princess Diana. She, oh, she, oh yeah, Diana of Wales. I I I'll be honest with you, I've never once heard her voice so i don't know if she had an accent or princess not. diana's voice nope haven't you ever heard candle in the wind that's elton john you know that no that's princess diana you, you know dude. she didn't sing she that song it. right no no that's elton john yeah. no no that's she also did tiny dancer no that's the, that's, elton, <laughs> yeah. that's elton john oh my god do you think that she sang her and own i guess that's why they call it the blues wouldn't that wouldn't that have been something if at if at the after the tragic death of the People's Princess Diana of she Wales. She's a quiet lady. She'd go like this. She'd go, uh, Lord, to thank you for having me. Uh, imagine if they just like, oh, we lost her, but she, she did record her own version of Candle in the Wind, and we're going to play it right now. So good. I, I bet she would have done uh, more of a dance song. Let's get physical. <laughs> physical. <laughs> you know, I want to get physical. She's going to do a little Kylie Minogue. No, that's Olivia Newton-John. I know who the fuck it is. Well, respect the lady. I'm gonna beat the fucking shit out of you. I apologize. I lost my temper right there. <laughs> you did get nuts. Ah, uh, yeah. I had a sugar-free Red Bull. But also, I think she might do Kylie Minogue as well. Well, she means she's not anymore. But before you think at karaoke, she was doing Kylie. It's just another manic Monday. Da, da, da. I wish it was Sunday. That's not. That's not Kylie Minogue. That's my fun day. What, who who do that sing? That's a, I don't have to run there. I don't remember. Is that Till Tuesday? It's just another manic Monday. Who sings that? It's the Bangles, Sean. Is it? Oh, I th- I thought you would know because of the Bangles tattoo on your inner thigh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, buddy. That's a birthmark. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I have a birthmark that's in the exact shape <laughs> of, of Susanna Hall. Oh, that is a sexy birthmark. Did I pull that off? Is she in the bangles? She was the lead singer. Oh, the very same. She was the doe-eyed beauty. Dum bum bum bum. Do you feel my heart beating? Do you understand? Do two boys with a baritone. Oh. Let me take it down. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh, Bing Crosby showed up. <laughs> this He's going to show up a lot during the 40s. It's unlistenable. It's horrible, dude. I can't believe. If you're still listening to this, you have to send us. Legally, you have to send us it's $10. Mental, it, yeah, oh, it's dude. it's a punishment. You're a just pun- treating, Wait a minute. Who's getting punished at? Venmo at Mr. Sean Sullivan. No, you, Venmo me. No, no, no. I handle the accounts. At Mr. Sean. You owe me $10 for listening to this. Just as a punishment, as a punishment, you don't make this mistake again. I'm disappointed in Seems you. Seems like a bad way. The 14th Academy Awards, Feb 26, 1942. Billy, I got some uh, fun little trivias for you. Not too many, though. Uh, Do you know this? Mm-hmm. You, you know this? What? This, John Ford wins his third best director. Love John Ford. Wins his third best director so for this year for uh, How Green Was My Valley. That's the movie that won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And best director shouldn't have, but did. It's his third. He's got the informant, and the informant. Uh, we watched that. We did. And the grapes of wrath. He won last week. Oh, I love it. 
and then and then a couple of years uh, he wins for the. Uh, did he? He didn't get best director for Grapes of Wrath, though, right? He did. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah, he went back to back, baby. Holy you know we love back for to that back. fella. Uh, he ties Frank Capra at the moment, but he's gonna fucking piss all over that shit. He's gonna piss all over that fella. He's gonna go. The he's co- gonna say, "Listen, uh, there's only one big dick, uh, big dick dog in this neighborhood." <laughs> yeah, all the other dogs had their balls clipped. Yeah. Not John Ford. Little, little dick dog. I got big dogs. Is swinging that, nuts. Was this at the Biltmore Hotel again? Oh, you want me to find that out? We love. I figured it. you would have known. It's always been there. It's always it's at the like Biltmore, fucking, isn't it? It's like The Shining. Um, this is uh, they wanted to cancel the uh, the damn awards because World War Two. I'm a World War Two. <laughs> that's how that's how we get. Uh, and then we're like, well, we've already ordered the ice sculptures. Yeah, we, I mean, we can't. How could we not? And then Betty Davis, I think, was the president of the Academy at the time. She wanted to open it up to the public. Let's sell some damn tickets, raise money for the war effort. And they were like, ah, <laughs> we don't want to be around the unwashed masses. I mean, they don't. They're already outside. But that's why I love Betty Davis. She's a she's a woman of the people. Do they still uh were they doing it back then where people would line up for this? Back like red in carpet the 14th, shit? Yeah. Uh, the 14th one or the, had that not started yet? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure they would probably trim it down during the I bet the they war wore years. fancy clothes and they took pictures of them and stuff. But yeah. But not I mean like the I don't think, uh, public out there like Yeah, E was not out there, you know, broadcasting for hours before they barely yeah, broadcast this shit on the radio there. there was probably something out there doing it they said a portion of the ceremony was broadcast by cbs radio just a portion probably the uh winners i would guess the probably just and not just the murder that happened <laughs> <laughs> <at> the <laughs> yeah the murder of citizen kane oh fuck dude uh uh, the big uh, the big acting story this year is we got Joan Fontaine, my sweet little cutie pie, versus Olivia de Havilland. Oh, sister, <laughs> sister. Uh, Fontaine uh, wins. Uh, Olivia de Havilland is uh, nominated for something called Hold Back the Dawn, and Joan Fontaine wins for Suspicion which I think is a make good for not letting her win last year for Rebecca because Suspicion is the same fucking movie as Rebecca, just not as good. Right? It has has a lot of similar points. Uh Uh-huh. I thought Suspicion might be the worst Hitchcock I've ever seen. It felt like her and Nigel Bruce, like, filmed their scenes (laughs) during Suspicion for that. Um. Cary Grant is good in that. I mean, yeah, yeah, she's fine. But she's the only uh, only person ever win a performance award for a Hitchcock movie. You believe look that shit? Her. Look at her getting hers. No, you say, look at you, half glass full kind of guy. I'm a pessimist. I go half glass empty. Well, I think it's horrible that he. They fucking. They fucked everything about that. Look what they did to my boy. Look what they did. I to watched. My big uh, big boy. I watched the movie Hitchcock. With uh, Anthony Hopkins oh, and yeah. Helen Marin, and it's about him making Psycho and the birds, right? And the birds and that shit. Uh no! At the very end, the, like there's a uh, homage to the birds. Oh, but it's all about like him trying to get Psycho made, and everybody being like, "Oh, you can't do this." Going through the senses, and how his uh, Helen Marin, his wife, I can't remember her name now. Mrs. Mrs. Hitchcock. Ah uh, no, it was something else. She did go by that sometimes. But, oh, she kept but, her uh, name. God damn well, she was a writer too. I guess she like 
was his like right hand during the whole fucking thing. But it's all about how she went off and she was helping somebody else, like an old writing partner with his book, and Hitch was all jealous. Oh, Hitch. It's it's pretty good, uh, especially since we're talking about how he got screwed so much by the Oscars. Oh, his, they do cover some of that. His wife uh, Alma Reveille, Reveille, yeah, Revile. I don't know. Alma. Oh, uh, check this one out. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, it's looks on so, HBO Max. He looks as goofy as shit. He does, but Helen Mirren's fantastic Ooh. in it. One of the best actresses of all time. One of the best additions to the Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh my goodness, she's. What does she play? The queen? Ah, uh, she plays the queen of a crime family. Dude, I honestly I don't understand how those movies are still going on. Well at this point it's like, hey, we gotta we gotta change to solar power. They got Charlize Theron, they got Helen Mirren. You can't keep burning all this. They high, added John Cena this last gasoline. time. I don't know who they're gonna add like next John time. John Cena. He's a good actor. And he's in Fast 9. You should go check it out while he's it's still in theaters. watching that Suicide Squad. Have you seen it? I, You know, I've seen the Suicide Squad. This new one. not. I've seen them both. How come? So the other one was Suicide Squad, and this is The Suicide Squad? I mean, you just literally said the same sentence. You just said the first one was called The Suicide Squad, and this one's called The Suicide Squad? No, the first one was called Suicide Squad. That's right. And this one is called The Suicide Squad. You got it. That is stupid. Yeah, no, no argument. I don't know what to tell you. Why would they do that? Why they call it fucking Batman Begins, then the Dark Knight, and then the Dark Knight Rises? It's fucking Batman One, Batman Two, Batman Three. Yeah, but shit. those are three different titles. This they just yeah they added the the. I don't know the 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 the, the. great band out of England. The, the. Sing me a couple of their songs. This is your day. Fever dog scratching at my back. Just another man. Stillwater. The great Stillwater. Yeah, dude, I couldn't read that Rolling Stone article. It was good. It made me want to watch the movie again. Um. Yeah, of course. And I will. The big uh, cinema news this week is Rolling Stone finally published the fake article about the band Stillwater from Almost Famous. Young William Miller. Twenty years after the movie came out. Young William Miller. Hey. Sometimes the copy machine breaks. I'm or you to, run out of ink. I'm trying to think of the, that for line the from, uh, from Almost Famous. about it's like, I'm a golden god? No, no, the one that's like, you're only as cool as some blah, blah, bullshit. We're real Topeka people? Yeah, that's what it is. 14th Academy Awards. Uh, Joni Fontaine. Purple! Olivia de Havilland. Your aura is Purple! Uh, we get the debut of the best documentary feature. You know we love documentaries, don't we, Billy? Rock stars have kidnapped my son. <laughs> All right, enough. Enough. Fran- Franny, <laughs> love that fucking movie, Franny dude. McDormand. Un- Such a good flick. Underserved. She didn't She didn't deserve that. She had a bigger part. The movie should have been about her. And her struggles as her son goes off to the drugs. <laughs> great actress. Worrying about her kidnapped son. Yeah. <laughs> Just make Nomadland. Nomadland in the 70s. <laughs> Not without my daughter. Nor without my daughters, <laughs> I'm my daughter in there. Uh, Churchill's Island wins. The Is first that my daughter in that dressing room? Wins the first best documentary feature. It's a propaganda film about the British. They do the a ad- lot of propaganda films. Uh, it's all in the forties, pro- fucking fifties and sixties, seventies and eighties. It's all fucking propaganda. Nineties, the two uh, thousands, and then and the my last. This is the last little bit of trivia I'm going to give you. And the, the, the 20s, too. 
Thanks. Just get it in there. Yeah, I know. Just, you, fuck. Well. Otherwise, six <laughs> minutes later, you're just going, in the 2020s. Uh, I wasn't going to be able to sleep tonight unless I got the 2020s in there. <laughs> I oh. would have been able to drift off eventually. <laughs> Nicole would have woke you up in the morning. Bill, you just kept just kept screaming 2020 in your fucking sleep. And I, I didn't understand it, but yeah. you're, it seemed like it stopped breathing. You're going, did you say, did I say 2020 or 2020s? <laughs> oh, I think because one makes sense. The other doesn't make any sense. Uh, man, we got a lot of nominees to talk about. So many. Only a couple more years, though, and then it cuts down. Yeah, I think we got three. I was not able to watch all of these movies because uh, two of them are fucking impossible to find. Yeah, I was not able to watch them all because I just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're not getting paid for this shit. I just do this because I'm mentally I thought there was a hurricane coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, I, I, a hurricane's coming. I have to watch Taskmaster. What if I die yeah, yeah, without re- getting through... Uh, gotta go. Hey, gotta go on record. New Zealand Taskmaster winning me over hardcore, baby. Some of the tasks they have are unfucking believable. It just seems so weird how they like replicate it. It's, like they franchise the show out, and I think that might have been part of the deal. Yeah, is that they have to kind of ape the original. But the guy, they're they're getting a little looser. They're not trying to be Alex and Greg as much. Yeah, because you can't copy that. The kid who is the uh, the assistant is doing his own thing. They had a task last night that was you. They walked in. The task was inside of a pinata, and the task was uh, um, uh, fill the pinata with the most surprising uh, thing. Yeah, the most surprising thing wins, and it was just like that's fucking perfect. So then it was like two people did put little pinatas inside of it. One person put uh, like a Christmas cracker, whatever the fuck that is. That it's keeps... those things that they pull. That's a bullshit. That's English bullshit. I don't want any part of that. And then uh, one lady put like fucking sausage entrails and fucking hamburger oh. meat and fake blood. And so when the guy smashed the pinata open, all of its guts spilled onto the floor. It was so fucking funny, Bill. New Zealand Taskmaster. And of course. Can you do a New Zealand accent? Could you do a New Zealand accent? Yeah, I can. Because all their E's sound like I's. So you just got to do Rose Matafeo from uh, Series 9 just going, Shed? It's in the Shed? And they go, Marie. I'm sorry, are you saying Shed? Yeah, yeah, the Shed. Are you saying Shed or Shed? Shed, Shed. It's in the shit. All right, I think we. Congratulations. I think we took it far enough. I'm doing. I'm nailing all the accents. You are not doing good. New Zealand, Welsh. Just oh, the Welsh one was very slipped offensive. In a, oh, okay. we've already gotten a couple emails from the. Uh, I don't. I actually can't read what it is. It's some office probably from the Welsh land. And the nominees for outstanding motion picture. Oh, it's just calling it that again. Why can't we just say best picture? Because these guys are fucking stupid. It's the forties. They're not educated. Yeah, oh, hello. Yeah, Edward G. Robinson showed up. Production, mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding uh, production in a talkie film. Yeah, is, that, is that Burgess Meredith as the penguin? No, or is that, that was, uh, it was Edward G. But he had a head cold. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, because it gets... Uh, oh, they didn't have medicine back. It was February during the, the uh, awards. Very cold. February 26th, I believe you said. Yeah. And he he comes he's in. He's a bicoastal, of course. So he's 
He's on the East Coast. He yeah. comes to the West Coast. He was back on the East Coast. Oh, too many flights. So he flies in. Yeah, dude. He flies in, and he's waiting for, for his car, and there was some confusion. It was raining. One person gets a cold on that plane. Yeah. They all get a cold. It's pretty bad. Blossom. He asked if people oh. to wear masks, but they had a problem with it. Shot up the plan. And yeah, they were just like, they were like, uh, <laughs> the actor Edward G. Robinson asked me to put a mask on. Can you believe that, call darling? <laughs> call me. And then they hit their wives. That's what they do. They would call you a communist, and then they would report you to the house uh, on American on American activities. activities. Uh, we'll talk about that. That actually uh, comes up in uh, in uh, five nominees. Hold on. Blossoms in the Dust, directed by Mervyn Leroy, the true story of Edna Gladney, who helped orphan children find homes and began a campaign to remove the word, quote, illegitimate from Texas birth certificates, despite the opposition of, quote, good, end quote, citizens. Greer Garson, uh, fucking stupid ass, Walter Pigeon. Uh, she gets nominated Best Actress. You you watched? What'd you make it? Ten minutes into this thing? And Ten bailed? minutes. I bailed. Uh, I pushed. This all is the one way of those through. movies that he's like, "Get rid of your ring. You're gonna marry me." And she's like, "I'm engaged to somebody." Right. He's like, "No, you're mine." And I was uh, like, "I can't sit through another fucking two hours of this shit." They actually have a nice relationship, and they and it it was kind of a sweet movie. I mean, now that I know that it's about orphans, and you know that, yeah, you're my. It's on my voodoo if you ever want to go back. My being an orphan. Uh, it's in color. It's in technicolor. Her hair is no, fucking red as shit, dude. Yes, it was. No, I don't believe it so. It was absolutely in technicolor. Oh, maybe kept, it was. I kept talking. Oh, holy shit. This lady's hair is fucking so red. Uh, not my favorite. It wasn't bad, though. Uh, I certainly will probably never watch it again. Blossoms in the dust. Uh, I, I'm gonna They are... Uh, both of them are in the winner next year. That's right, Miss Mrs. Minerva, I think it is. Yeah, she uh, she was in Mr. Chips as well. I don't I don't connect with her on any level. She is my least favorite of all these old timey actresses that we've discovered. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put we go usually go in alphabetical order according to the Wikipedia. I'm gonna skip our C nominee and we're yeah, gonna go right to. Right. Here comes Mr. Jordan, directed by Alexander Hall. Oh, how many championships did he win with the Chicago Bulls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the first and the last dance. Boxer Joe Pendleton crashes on his way to his next flight because uh, a heavenly messenger claims his soul too soon. With his body cremated before they can rectify things, he's granted the body of a wealthy man who was just murdered by his wife. On the way to his next flight, is it a car crash or a plane crash? A uh, plane crash, I believe. He dies in a plane crash because the gentleman, the real nebbishy guy from um, Lost Horizon, um, you know the one that's always hanging out with Uncle Billy? It's been a couple years, so I don't. Uh, That's he, uh, the Capra film, right? Yeah. So it's an actor you would recognize. He accidentally grabs the wrong guy. I guess the idea Dude, is that angels... We've all been there. We've all been there. But they cremate his body before they could put him his soul back in the body. We've all been there. So they put him in the body of this fat businessman who comes back to life. So the it's it's the plot of uh, the Warren Beatty movie, Heaven Can Wait. Oh, all right. It's the same movie. This, that's what they, they remade that. Uh, fun. Fun uh, movie. Here comes Mr. Jordan. Yeah, I don't think it was streaming, so I didn't see it. Robert Montgomery and James Gleason get Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor nominations. 
Well, good for them. That's probably something that their family still talks about to uh, this day. It, it wins best screenplay and best original story, but not best original screenplay. That's weird, huh? Uh-huh. That is what one best original screenplay, do you know? Uh, I sure do. Yeah. Citizen. Oh, yeah. Citizen uh, something. Yeah. Well, how, that's there's three strange. There's best original screenplay, best screenplay, <laughs> and best original story. And this one... Best screenplay and best original story. But not best original screenplay. No. That's strange. Fucking weird as hell. Uh, Hold Back the Dawn. Directed by Mitchell Lyson. Romanian French gigolo. Charles Boy, Played by Charles Boy. Wishes to enter the USA, but is stopped in Mexico by the quota system. He decides to woo and marry an American, then desert her to join his old partner, Anita. But... After sweeping teacher Emmy Brown I off need her a feet. man. <laughs> I need a man to hug and kiss. Uh, off her feet, he finds her love so sweet and jealousy endangers his plans. This is Charles Boyer and Olivia de Havilland. She gets nominated for Best Actress, loses to her damn sister. And never forgives her, as far as I've been I th- telling people. I think things were strained uh, long before that, but yeah. uh, this certainly didn't help. Certainly didn't help. Uh, I did not see this. This is uh, only available to purchase as a DVD from Amazon, which I didn't do. Like they got enough. You got enough Amazon. Put all right, you got enough. On. Stream all this old shit. Jesus Christ! Stream it from space if you have to. Who the fuck is watching? Hold back. I mean, that I guess my reasoning for <laughs> not wanting to buy the DVD and have them stream it is probably the reason why they don't want to stream it. Who's gonna watch Hold Back the Dawn? The little foxes. They're so tiny. Directed by William Wyler. The ruthless, moneyed Hubbard clan lives in and poisons their part of the Deep South at the turn of the 20th century. Uh, directed by William Wyler. This is Betty Davis and William Wyler's third and last collaboration. She gets a Best Actress nomination. Uh, Patricia Collings and Teresa Wright, who play Birdie and Zandy, also get Best Supporting Actresses nominated. Zandy's great. She shows up in... Uh Best years of our lives, I think. Oh yeah, that's another William Wyler. Yeah, I think she's in a she's in a couple movies coming up. Uh, I uh, I fucking loved this movie. It was good. Uh, yeah, dude, I was shocked at how much I liked it. Um, this is my runner up for what you're, I think. I mean, you're won. a duplicitous person by nature, anyway. I sure so this, am. I sure. This really am. scratches all those itches yeah. for you. Uh, Betty Davis is so good in this. Betrayal amongst family. Oh man, give me more. Yeah, just uh, the only thing I I didn't love is that it's another movie about the fucking South being sad that they don't have slaves anymore. Yeah, dude. We gotta yeah. get past this shit. Holy guys. moly! It's been a hundred fucking years. There's a there were a few scenes in this like the at the bank. It was just like. Oh, when Cal, yeah, the, yeah, the the butler goes to deliver the message. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. And Addie. Sweet Addie. The Little Foxes. Uh, I think it's the best of the Betty Davis and William Wyler movies. We've we've watched all three of them at this point. What were the three? Uh, Jezebel. Dark. Uh, nope. Jezebel. Fuck off. Jezebel. <laughs> Jezebel. One of them was Jezebel. Jezebel 2. Jezebel 3 Suicide Squad. Uh, Fuck off, dude. What the hell was the third one? I, I was thinking about this today. Doc Victory? 
No, because that was a different guy. Oh, the letter. The letter. Oh, the letter from letter last week. Too. Right? That's a good movie. Yeah, that was good. But I, I like the. I love the little foxes. I was fucking blown away. The Maltese Falcon, directed by John Huston. A private detective takes on a case that involves him with three eccentric criminals, a beautiful liar, and their quest for a priceless statuette. Humphrey Bogart, Mary Astor, Peter Lorre. Oh, the great Peter Lorre. He's so good in this. Uh, Sidney Greenstreet gets a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Yeah, it's like his first uh, role, I believe. Oh, really? He's yeah, old as he's shit like, Yeah, movie. he's like 65 years old. Wow, he must have been a well, theater maybe, guy or something? Maybe, yeah, maybe, I'm thinking, maybe it was his first movie. I don't uh, know if first uh, acting get called together. Yeah, I forget where I heard yeah, he's that. He's probably in a fucking school play or something. Yeah, like but that. it's the type of thing where you go, hey, you know, can I be in your movie? It was his first movie. Holy moly. That's pretty crazy, huh? Pretty good. Comes and he got, he got a nomination out of it? that damn nomination. He was great. He uh, was really good in it. Yeah, it's, he did tons and tons and tons of theater in England. and then. Now, you said that... Uh, You've only seen this once, right? I've only seen and it once. And you feel that it was overrated? I was not blown away by it. Yeah. Uh, it's one of these things that it's like... It's like one of the first uh, neo-noir, or credited as one of the first neo-noir films. Yeah. I, I think it's it's a cool movie. I, I don't... I didn't necessarily understand all the... I don't understand all the hype around it. Yeah. Um. I, it's like they're just looking for a fucking statue. I don't. It's been a while since I watched it, but I remember not being blown away, but liking it and just going like, "This is a good movie," but not like one of the best of all time. Yeah, I think uh, like between this or I liked uh, the Treasure of the Sierra Madre more, which is another. Is that Bogart. a John Houston? I think it is a John. I mean, I'm not sure. I. But it's a Bogart. I would always rather watch Casablanca than watch the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. Um, and that's got. I don't think it can go wrong there. Yeah, Casablanca is great. Um, I th- I think that. Uh, you just rewatched. Did you watch this today? You were texting me about this uh, today. I did. Yeah, I started it last night and finished it today. Look at you, being responsible. Yeah, going but to I bed on time. I really enjoy this movie though. I've seen it uh, probably like three or four times. Yeah, it's good. It's totally. Uh, Good twisty uh, mystery. Peter Laurie's great in this thing. John Huston directed it. John Huston. Well, written, written and directed, yeah. Uh, I got to dip into that. Criterion Collection's got like 20 of his movies up right yeah, now. Yeah, it's really good. A lot of good ones on there. Tons of good shit. Annie. He did <laughs> Annie. He sure did. He directed Annie with <laughs> Albert Finney. Uh, One Foot in Heaven, directed by Irving Rapper. An episodic look at the life of a minister and his family as they move from one parish to another. Frederick March, Martha Scott. This was not streaming. I did not look very hard for it because that sounds like dog shit. Uh, it could be good. I didn't you see think it, a, though. You think a movie about a, uh, about a minister that uh, just travels from one parish to another yeah. could be good? Yeah, I saw I, that it movie. It could be. It was called Spotlight. Thanks very much. No, it wasn't. Oh, that was a different... It was a different movie. It was uh, There Will Be Blood. Yeah, probably when they raped the kids. Paul Dano moved build me a church, motherfucker. I had no interest in that. Sergeant. Yeah, I didn't see it, so I could, you know. 
Yeah, move. On. Let's just move on. Let's just fucking forget this about next it. one. We're going to talk about for I think oh I don't know upwards of forty five minutes, and then we still have to talk about Citizen Fucking Kane, Sergeant York, directed by Howard Hawks. Alvin York is a hillbilly sharpshooter who transforms. I don't himself. think you can say hillbilly. I took this directly from the copy that's on the letterboxed uh, listing for this movie. They list him as a hillbilly sharpshooter. I mean, you do. Who transforms live in Raynham, so maybe you can from say a it. ruffian to re- a religious pacifist. Uh, you do live in random, I said. I heard it. I heard it. I'm also from Brockton, and I'll stab you right in your fucking stupid hey, ass broken calm heart. Down. I'll kill you. Calm so down. Fucking... You're scaring me. Stop. <laughs> uh, he turns from a ruffian to a religious pacifist when he is struck by lightning. Oh, look at that. Uh, he's then drafted, and despite deep religious and moral objections to fighting, becomes one of the most celebrated American heroes of World War One. It's also 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. Gary Cooper wins Best Actor. Uh, Walter Brennan and Margaret uh, Y. Hurley get dude, supporting Walter nominations. Walter Brennan, dude. Walt, do you, dry, give me a little Walter Brennan right now, because I can't do it. Yeah, I say. Yeah, it's Dana Carvey. Yeah, there, Alvin. Well, you know. Why, well, back in my day. Oh, yeah, well, Alvin, I know you don't want to go to war and what? fight the Germans, but, uh, well, we got to do something well, about it. sometimes God, God works in mysterious ways, Alvin. <laughs> uh, Gary Cooper wins Best Actor despite only talking like fucking Hank Hill from King of the Hill. Yeah, it's weird, right? Some of the accents on this, too. So they're supposed to be Tennessee, right? Yes. And it's like. Down in the holler. I'm going to try and see if I can channel. But his son, like, not his son, his brother. Yeah. Like, it's sometimes, dude, it's almost like he does a foreign accent. I mean, we've talked about accents back in the 30s. And the, it, it, clearly, they do not give yeah. a shit if you. Yeah. It's up to you. It's, it's hey, you want to try it? Go for it. See how you fail when you get out there. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I can't go to war because I don't want to shoot <laughs> anybody over there. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Did they even Gracie, have you're propane? Gracie, you're going to be my bride. That boy ain't right. Uh, yeah, did they have propane back then? <laughs> uh, he was in, uh, what's the one, uh, he plays the fucking tuba all the time. Oh, uh, Mr. Deeds goes to town, and he talks like Hank Hill in there, too. I'm not convinced Gary Cooper is a good. I mean, maybe he does talk like. I think he's, he's, uh, he I seems think he's like he's got handsome. a head injury. Yeah, I think he I I have to assume that he always wound up in the same room with uh, Jimmy Stewart and Henry Fonda. Oh, great. I'm roles. in here again with Cary Grant and Jimmy Stewart. But I oh, think that geez. he is the lesser of those three. Um, yeah. I mean, he uh, High Noon is uh, my favorite Western of all time, and he's uh, great in that. Yeah. Uh, I like Sergeant York. You seemed... Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was great. You seemed like you loved it. Yeah. I thought it was... I thought it was a little a little too long. It could have been a half hour shorter. Yo, it was like 2.15. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have... Uh, but it had... Uh, I, I, it's Like, the, when it went to war, too. Like, I thought it was pretty impressive. Oh, good war it. scenes. Yeah, Although they sure. did reuse a lot of it, which yeah, I don't know if you noticed. There's there was a lot one of dude that yeah, did yeah, yeah. a uh, real pirouette. That they kept showing. I loved uh, the fucking uh, the guy he meets from uh, the Bronx. Yeah. Why? You, why? Yeah. Wait, yeah. What are you? What are you? Some kind of idiot? You never heard of a subway before? 
Where, you, where are you from? What do you live out in the woods or something, buddy? We're over it's here. We got trains underground. I'm walking down. over here, Sergeant York. It was good. Um, I loved it. Like the mother looking for him, and she don't like walking into the store. Everybody's shit talking her boy. Oh, oh, mom. She's like, oh, mom. you want some salt on that pone? Hands him a fucking bag of salt. Ma, you got to leave me alone, Ma. I'm going to be out here doing all my thing, Ma. Pone. Unleavened uh, cornbread. Uh, he uh, uh, he does get struck by lightning and all of a sudden finds he does. He got, uh, the Lord. He horse. Um, oh, there was one more thing I thought about for Sergeant Damn York. Oh, I think it's... Uh, I think you you may have texted me that uh, he's a he's a damn gump, but th- this movie had to have been a huge fucking influence on whoever wrote Forrest Gump, right? About taking like a, a backwoods guy sent him to war. I mean, I definitely think it it has elements of it. I think it's uh, this movie is so clear. He comes in, he's a conscious objector. That's a thing that. Uh, as we've been in, uh, I don't what. I didn't what even we realize just... it was a thing back then. I thought that that started with Vietnam. No, I think I knew that it was, uh, uh, cause I think, um, I think there might be a, a Hemingway story or something about conscious objectors. Um, I knew that you could do it and I know that, uh, should, uh, I had planned since when I learned about conscious objections in college that that was going to be my way out of not serving my country. <laughs> was it? Oh, for sure. I'm not getting drafted for shit. I went my freshman year of college, 9-11 happened. Everybody was in a panic, like, oh, they're going to bring back the draft. And I was like, go ahead. I am going to claim every fucking religious exemption to not go to war. I do not do that shit. I'm straight up what they call <laughs> I do not a fucking do that coward. Shit. No way, dude. I lied down for the flag. <laughs> um, but I love that he comes in and goes, well, uh, the Lord says that killing is wrong, and I don't want to kill. And they're just like, Yes, that's true. But have you heard of this other book called The Constitution? Yeah, I want you to and he's, <laughs> fucking. Oh, Daniel Boone, he killed. Oh, oh I best I better go and okay. kill too. And oh. then he fucking slaughters. And then it turns out he's the dude. fucking he Rambo fucking of World War One. Slaughters them, dude. He takes down three machine gun banks by himself. Uh, hey, you you better. And he just holds up. There's like 30 guys with guns, and he just points a rifle at one of them. Yeah, and, and they all give up. Oh, oh, They could have taken him out a hundred times. They should have. They should have. That's war. That's maybe. bad soldiering on their part. That's bad soldiering. Sergeant York. Uh, Howard Hawks. Uh, of course, uh, John Carpenter's favorite filmmaker. Of course. Of course. We all know that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> thought that was important to fucking bring up. What else did Howard Hawks do? Rio Bravo, I know. Uh, the Aviator. Uh, so he does Scarface, Bringing Up Baby, Only Angels Have Wings, His Girl Friday, To Have and Have Not, The Big Sleep. Speaking he did of, Scarface? Uh, yeah, with thought, uh, Paul, Paul Money, baby. I thought that was Howard Hughes did that, or Howard Hughes was a producer. Howard Hawks. I don't know. Red River, The Thing from Another World, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Do they prefer blonde, Sean? Do you think that's true now, uh, as my, it was in the 50s? My wife, uh, of course, is... Uh, was is, that the 50s or was blonde. it the 40s? This is a four. Uh, that was in the 50s. My wife isn't a blonde. Uh, well, you're not a gentleman either, so... I'm not a gentleman, you say, right now. Mm-hmm. I lied to you into my house. I offered you a, a bottle of water. That's true. By the way, that's $4. I found out that Woodstock 99 <laughs> got away with it, so now that's what I'm charging. You know what? It's still cheaper than Legoland. 
What did they charge for water there? Uh, I think it was a child. I think it was four fifty for a bottle of water. That's at, insane. At no, I'm out of here. Bring your own water. And here's the deal. So my wife, I don't drink soda. My wife uh, drinks like caffeine-free diet soda. And they had those those fucking uh, freestyle Coke machines that they have at like Wendy's, where you can be like, ah, I'm gonna have caffeine-free diet vanilla cherry Coke. And you're like, who the fuck would? Okay, whatever. And every time she would go up to them, they'd be like, ah, yeah, absolutely, we can do that. We have no ice. And she, so she like she went up and she oh, bought one of those. No ice. She thought it was free refills. You buy the eighteen dollar souvenir cup, yeah. And then she misread the sign, so she goes, "I'm gonna go get a drink." And I go, "Okay." And she goes back with this big monstrosity. She goes, "We can get free refills all day tomorrow. And we'll just get like water in it or Powerade or something for the kids." And then I was like, "It's eight dollars to refill that." And she goes, "What?" And then we didn't refill it one time, because nowhere had ice. And then I was like, "I'm gonna go get the, some waters for me and the kids." Yeah. And the waters in the the cooler were not room temperature. They were warmer than room temperature. They were just like hot bottles of water sitting in this refrigerator. And I was like, we got to get the fuck out of Legoland. Sergeant York. Sergeant York. <laughs> what I'm saying is the Germans should have won World War One, and we should be speaking <laughs> German right now. We would have been better off. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, man. I'm satire, so glad it satire, was you. Satire, satire, satire. Suspicion. Directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, it's Rebecca, but bad. It's the same. I don't think it was bad. I just don't think it was great. I think it sucked ass. I was so mad when I was watching this shit. Yeah. The ending of Suspicion blows balls. I don't know if it's a haze code thing or what the fuck was going on, but when he's like, ah, ah, honey, I wasn't going to kill you. I was going to kill myself. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Also, I think he killed Nigel Bruce. I know he said he didn't. Whatever. Of course. And you know Come what? Come on. Even Come if, on. Even if he didn't, let's find out who did. How about that? This character that we like. Let's look into it. Uh, not this is this is low tier Hitchcock in my opinion. Uh, but uh, not the worst movie that came out this year. That uh, honors for our last nominee before we start discussing the winner. As we are over an hour into this podcast, that can't be true. Are we? Yep. Where are we? We're at like 55 minutes, baby. Holy moly. Citizen Kane. Oh, the winner. Directed by Orson Welles. Newspaper magnate Charles Foster Kane is taken from his mother as a boy and made the ward of a rich industrialist. As a result, every well-meaning, tyrannical, or self-destructive move he makes for the rest of his life appears in some way to be a reaction to that deeply wounding event. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would say that your parents giving you away would probably... Sky for Life. This movie is nominated for... Seven. Seven Oscars? Is that true? I don't know. Uh, I best could have been looking picture, at something else. Best director, best actor. Uh, no supporting nominations. You think Joseph Cotton or maybe the, the girl who plays the wife, uh, the, the singer at the end, uh, gets best original screenplay. It wins... And uh, I think the consensus is that that award was uh, to honor uh, to uh, Mank. 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 Um, it does not get uh, best uh, black and white cinematography, which is fucking bananas to me. So did they give out uh, color cinematography, too? They black. do. How Green Was My Valley gets the best cinematography, black and white. Citizen Kane uh, nominated for that. Uh, 
Yeah, dude. Gets now, best. is it just because of the Hearst thing, right? So I, there's some there's some uh, I deb- I've been trying for the last week to try to find somebody that would just like succinctly dis- explain why how green was my valley one. But they're all dead. They're all dead. I can't find a single. I can't get any of these people on the phone. And when I do, they're like, hello. <laughs> Are you my grandson? I'm Slappy Alexander. <laughs> Uh, I was one of the dead end kids in 1934. <laughs> uh, Slappy Alexander, of course, we just lost to COVID 19. The Delta variant. The so Delta disrespectful. Variant. Get man. vaccinated, folks. Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Keep distance. Wash your hands. Wash your ass, girls. And uh, <laughs> Martin Lawrence. I. So apparently, from everything that I've heard, and yeah, been I mean, people. William Randolph Hearst is the uh, very thinly Charles Foster Kane is a very thinly veiled William Randolph Hearst. William Randolph Hearst, you know the fucking the yellow dog journalism and all the shit, all the fucking making up stories so they can go to war to profiteer and all that stuff that he does. It's all based off Hearst's life. Uh, that guy tried to shut this fucking thing down before the movie was made. After the movie was made, he tried to block its release. He tried to uh, have the negatives burned. Like, he wouldn't show it in any of the movie theaters that he owned. Uh, and I mean, I could see him not showing it in his own movie theaters if he hated it that much. But, but he, let me okay. finish. All right, baby. I'm against burning the negatives. Yeah, I think that's that. going too far. That's too far. Because you know the guy's just going to make the movie again. Uh, he, then he, uh, so the other thing is that newspapers are so fucking important back in the, them days because they didn't have this thing called the internet. You ever hear this or thing? The, or the thing called fake news. No fake news. I mean, other than the news that Randolph Hearst made up that, you know, made us get into the Spanish-America war. And, but it was still printed on paper. That's true. Yeah, it I can't argue with that. Makes it real. Uh, so... I think uh, I think Hollywood may uh, have also been a little bit of afraid of Mr. Hurst that he would do the same kind of shit to them should uh, uh, he find out that they were per- uh, campaigning for Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane's also not uh, super successful when it comes out. It's not like a huge hit. It's only after the fact that it becomes the most, you know, Consider the greatest American film of all time. How far after the fact? I don't know, probably like two years, maybe fucking six days. Who knows? I don't know. I, I wasn't alive. Like thirty years? No, like, no. Is I it think a thing that like. I think instantly they realized that they fucked up because it's fucking great, dude. Yeah, it's, it's such a good movie. Unbelievable. Um, like he just—it doesn't look like any other of the movies that have, we've watched. Like he pushes the cinematography and the storytelling. Everything gets like. Uh, he just changes the damn game. Uh, I'm looking up here the reception, reception, reception. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, so when it was released, uh, Radio City Music Hall refused to screen it for the premiere because uh, everybody's afraid of Hearst. Um, it did well in cities and larger towns, but fared poorly in more remote areas. Uh, they got trouble getting people to play the movie. Um, yeah, it just was—it was not. A, it was a. It was a. It lost money in New York, Boston, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, D.C., but made a profit in Seattle. And which is where you want to make the profit. 
if you like fish because of the fish market they got there. So I think I think uh, I not think, all of the riffs are going to be great. I, I did. I fucking went out. I, you know what? I went out on a limb. I did the fish riff. You, you know what? I like that about you. You you exposed yourself a little bit of vulnerability. <laughs> you said, "Hey guys, I'm going to try something. Yeah. It might work. It might not. Who knows?" Uh I want to apologize to everybody though because it did not work. I think I think people respected this movie at the time because it gets all these nominations and stuff, but. Yeah, I think it was the Hearst thing, dude. I think well, the it was other thing the I heard is that pressure. What was the other thing that you heard, Sean? That that this this year for the first time, uh, extras, all the extras were eligible to vote for uh, the Academy Awards. They had not been allowed to do that. Yeah, and uh, the extras apparently did not care for Orson Welles. This like upstart. They were all kind of loyal to John Ford, and. Uh, that's like a huge fucking voting block that all kind of voted for yeah. how green is my how green I mean, is my you look valley. Look at also. all the fucking people that worked in the mine. So you get many. all those people to vote. Yeah, you got a lot of extras in that movie. Or yeah. uh, Citizen Kane is no question, hands down, the better movie. If you've not seen Citizen Kane, you're a fucking stupid person, and you no, should you're be. Not. I don't think you should say that to these people. No, you should be not. jailed. If you have not, you should seen, see it though. It's on HBO Max. It's definitely worth. If you're watch. listening to this podcast and you have not seen Citizen Kane, I am going to patent a reverse vaccine, and I'm going to take your vaccination status away from you. Wait a minute. How would you go about doing that? What oh. are you going to get first of all? You're going to have to get all, some test tubes. You got the mRNA. You're going to have to get a Bonson burn. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get. I'm going to get W. You're going to have to get a smock to wear. I got smocks. You have multiple smocks. I got the one. I can wash it at the end of the day. I'm not a fucking animal. You're going to bleach it, I Yeah, hope. of course. It's a fucking smock. All right. I don't... It's covered in COVID. What are you... I'm not taking chances. I know that. I just didn't know if you know it. I am going to need some human trials for my anti-vaccination thing. Don't we all? My reverse vaccination. So, Bill, if you would like to volunteer... I would love to give you a human trial. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. This does. This sounds like. Uh, I would love to drop some DNA on you. Nope. Okay. Anyway, nope. Citizen Kane. Oh no, not like that. I meant blood. Yeah. Well, I don't want that either. I'd love to bleed on you, Sean. Yeah. Well, you piss blood a lot, so I really don't know I'd what's love going to bleed on. Bleed on your uh, slide. What do you call the slide that you put in the uh, micro <laughs> scope? Yeah. What do you call that thing? Micro fish. What are you down to the library? We're looking at old newspapers. <laughs> you are a dickhead. I don't think that's the way to talk to somebody in that uh, house. Anywho, Citizen Kane does not win. It should yeah, win. Yeah, what a bummer. What a stupid thing to happen. I don't know. It, what a confusing world we live in. It's, it's truly bizarre, but because here's the thing I've always thought it did win. <laughs> I'd never even heard of How Green Was My Valley until we started no, doing this podcast. You don't know. You're a young kid. I'm a dumbass young You're kid. still out there skateboarding. I still think Singing in the Rain was You're still out picture. there drinking Mountain Dew Code Red, probably. Dude, I'm on the fucking Code Purple. You eat combos? Absolutely not. <laughs> that's come up in my house multiple times in the last two weeks. Combos? Yeah, my wife thinks that's the, the best road trip snack. Oh, cut the, uh, I like the cracker with the cheddar cheese. Yeah, she does too. Oh, they're so good, Ugh. dude. Are you nuts? It's a shit pretzel and it's shit. No, cheese. not the pretzel, the cracker. Oh, they get what's that? It's just the cracker. It's like uh it's not a pretzel. So if it's not a pretzel, it's not a combo. Yeah, it's the cracker and cheese. Oh. Combo. Well, that still sounds shitty. Dude, why are we 
we're not even sponsored by Combos anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't take their sponsorship anyway. I think their whole product line sucks ass. <laughs> I'll take their sponsorship. It's, oh, it's like, oh, cool. Stale cracker, stale pretzel, and government cheese. Awesome. Great. Well, you're an angry man. I hate Combos. All right. Is this the conversation you had with your wife about it on yeah. your road trip? Yeah, and guess what this bitch did? Get she, out! She brought fucking combos in the damn car. I bet your kids enjoyed it. I almost drove the car for damn bridge. I was pissed. Is that just because of your your eyesight? Yeah, I got tired. Um, How green was your valley? Okay, what'd you just ask me? What'd you say about my valley? John Ford. Johnny Ford. This fella. John. 87 Oscars he won. Yeah. He wins uh, Best Director. Uh, I mean, Orson Welles. I mean, look, we. I'm not. I'm not going to bring up Citizen Kane anymore because because we already talked about it and poorly at that. But yeah, uh, piss poorly. I think it should have won every award, actor, all of it. Um, but uh, how green am I? Is my how green was my valley? Uh, it stars uh, Walter Pigeon, Maureen Spoiler O'Hara. alert. Very green at the beginning, even uh, though in black and white. Yeah, spoiler alert. Not fucking green at all. No, Almost no green. Hypothetically. In theory, theoretically green. In the end, it, it was gray because of the coal slag? I guess so. Walter Pigeon, Maureen O'Hara, Anna Lee. Donald Crisp wins Best Supporting Actor for his role as... Fuck me. Uh... I think it was Gwillem. Gwillem, the son. Dude, we got to talk for a second about Welsh names. Yeah. What are we doing here? Well, we're not doing it there, but I think that that's, you know. Maureen O'Hara, of course, plays uh, her breakout performance as Angarid. Angarid Morgan. Um, She's the daughter of Gwillem Morgan. And Mrs. Beth Morgan, Sarah Allgood, who uh, plays uh, his wife. She's excellent in this film as well. Uh, she gets a supporting actress nomination. You believe The that? mother does? She does, yeah. She's great. Uh, especially she goes that scene where she goes up and she yells at them all for fucking yeah, right? through a window. Uh, they have uh, a number I'll of kill you with my bare hands. The, this this is the story of the Morgan family. It it uh, our narrator is an is an older Hugh Morgan. Who, uh, as a child, is played by Roddy McDowell. Master Roddy McDowell. Master Roddy McDowell. Uh, then we have uh, Ivor and his wife, Bronwyn. Then we have uh, Yanto. Um, just want to get the other Morgans. Uh, Davey Morgan, of course. Gwillem Morgan Jr. Owen Morgan. They got a lot of fucking kids. Um, some of the other names. We got uh, Barry Fitzgerald, your beloved. Uh, Barry Fitzgerald. Sitharath, Sarathith plays Dibondo. These names Dibondo, are not, dude. That, he's not my names. favorite. He's the best. Yeah, they are. They are. They're Welsh oh. names, dude. Um, but uh, Dibondo is the boxing teacher. Yes, he's great. Um, the film is beautiful, in so much as a depressed coal mine town can be beautiful. Uh, this was originally. Supposed to be directed by my boy Willie Wyler, um, but he leaves this to because he got hurt at the chocolate factory. Oh no, that's Willie Wonka. Bump Dude, my... oh man, uh, it's good to be in person. Being able to, be to do in, that, it's good to be in person. William Wyler, he leaves to make uh, the little foxes. 
uh, and they bring in John Ford. John Ford wants to bring this shit to... So did he start directing this movie? No, he found Roddy McDowell, he, uh, Donald Crisp, and Sarah Allgood. They play the mother and the father. They were the first choices for those roles. He, uh, William Wyler bring, finds Roddy McDowell, uh, and then John Ford comes in and uh, finishes it up. He wants to take the movie. He wants to film it on location in Wales, and they're like, uh, yeah, no, it's fucking like, World War II. Dog. No. What are you, high as fuck? Then he goes, all right, well, I want to make it in Technicolor. And then it turns no. out the 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 flowers and the in the uh, the greenery in California does not match uh, what it looks like in Wales. And John Ford's so much of a psycho, he just goes, "Fuck it, we'll just do it in black and white." Because if it's not going to be exact, he doesn't want to do it. So that's where they filmed. Did they they film in California? On a soundstage. California. Or? Yeah, they build that whole town. That's not a real town. They built all that shit. I don't do know. they really? Yeah. Or are you giving no, me the business? No, they built that, all that, the fucking coal town, that big hill. Yeah. Yeah, they took six months to build that whole set. And it's gorgeous. It's fucking. Yeah, I mean, it looks like. Uh, those those scenes where all the miners, are, like the the day ends and they all come down singing through singing, the village. Yeah. That's all, that's all, uh, that's all Hollywood magic, Bill. God damn it, right? Best industry in the world. That's why we're in it. Is that on like uh, MGM or something? I don't know. Fucking Burbank? Yeah. 20th Century Fox looks like maybe. Yeah, I don't know, probably fucking California. Disneyland. Fucking San Francisco. Who fucking cares. We don't live there. Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> Where it is, it's gonna be underwater in about six months. Here we go. Sea World. Learn to swim. Learn to swim. Learn to swim. Let the bodies hit the floor. Nope. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we open with this monologue from Hugh Morgan, voiced by an adult. And I thought this guy was never going to shut the fuck up. I thought this was a book on tape, the amount of narration yeah, and no he, dialogue. Yeah, uh, he really gets into... Uh... It's for like 25 minutes, and then it stops. Then it just disappears. But I was like, what? This is so much narration. I thought we are just going to... Oh, oh, I remember how green me valley was when I was a boy. And then we'll be done, but he just... Yep, there I am as a boy. <laughs> That's me walking up the street. There's me sister, me brother, me brother, me brother, me brother, me brother, <laughs> the other brother. Daryl, Daryl, my other brother, Daryl. Um. Uh, yeah. So everything is dirty because of the coal mine. Coal looks like it sucks ass. This looks like a miserable way to live. Um. We uh we meet all the family. They they all live together in this house. Um, and Hugh just kind of views it all. He's too young to work in the mines. I don't know, for like another like three weeks. Yeah, fun. <laughs> not long. Um, all the miners in the town, they sing all the fucking time. Whistle while you work. There um, are more words to that song, I believe, but I don't know. They certainly are. Um, I, I I'm racking my brain trying to think of the rest of the words for whistle while I work, but I'm just it's whistle, just a bunch of whistling. I'm just hearing uh, Axl Rose doing Civil War. Oh my god! <laughs> I forget that he does whistle solos. Oh wait, that's Patience. Fuck if I. Oh man, he can whistle with the best of them. Fuck if I know. Willie whistle, Axl Rose. Uh, yeah, one of the best whistlers, Axl Rose. 
Not uh, not much uh, on uh, on uh, on promptness. What are you talking about? Not showing up on time for his concerts. What are you talking about? I don't know. Just his like forty year career of being a fucking late asshole. It was back, bat way back when. He's very prompt now. Have we talked about? I think we talked about this in a Dude, past episode. Dude, we ain't episode. got time for that though. We gotta should talk about but how the, green the Metallica was Metallica behind the music where James Hetfield in Montreal gets lit on fire from yeah. the pyrotechnic, and then Axl Rose is like. Uh, I can't sing tonight. Yeah, he's like, fuck that noise. <laughs> and then just a fucking g- full-scale riot breaks yeah. up. Fun guy. Great Sometimes guy. you have riots. So good. I'm glad Guns N' Roses stuck around. My least favorite band of all time. You're out of your mind, dude. I hate them. Get out of my house. Okay. <laughs> Slam. <laughs> 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 Fucking retarded. Oh, come on. I see. Can't say that word, but it My applies. cat's right there. Uh, so all these things, they live in this town, and it's just, it's all slice of life stuff. We see how they live. They're teasing the boys. And all the, uh, 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 we meet uh, Bronwyn, who is played by Anna Lee, who might possibly be the most beautiful lady I've ever fucking seen in my life. Uh, I'm seeing here on her Wikipedia that she was known as the British bombshell. Uh, she plays Bronwyn, the blonde, the blonde. Yeah. Uh, holy moly. Good actress. Sure. But, uh, yikes, stripes. I fell in love with a dead lady again. I can't yeah, she's stop. She's no Julia Roberts. I can't stop falling in love with these old dead people. Yeah, she's better than Julia Roberts. She's no I... Kathy Ireland. Okay, sure. No, you're right. You're right. Kathy Island, of course, the star of un, uh, Unnecessary... Un, uh, damn it. Is it Necessary Roughness? Necessary Roughness? With Scott Bakula. So. Yeah. I used to watch that movie all the time as a kid, thinking there was going to be new. I was going to say star never, star of the uh, aerobics videos. Uh, there never was nudity in Necessary Roughness, and I always thought there would be. But there was in your mind, though. Of course. I'm, st- I'm sure you still figured it out. I... This is a... Academy Award podcast. Academy Award. Yeah, Necessary Roughness. Rob, just like Citizen Kane. <laughs> uh, so uh, Bronwyn gets married to uh, Eivor. Uh, they, have a, they have a crazy wedding party uh, where there's no band, no DJ. It's just all the fucking alcoholic coal miners. Yeah, they just fucking sing, pack sing, sing. into the house, dude. And right? they fucking, these guys drink, baby. They go. They get fucking lit up in this damn town. Is that when there's like five hundred of them in one room, or is that the yes. going away party? That's. I think it's both of them. It's uh, I. And they're like, oh, that queen wants you to. No, sing. no, that's later. That's later. This is the wedding. This is the one where uh, I think Barry Fitzgerald might be the guy that does it. Oh, he, he uh, drinks out of taps the, the keg yeah. and then drinks out of his hat. Yeah. Uh, funny. And then he puts the hat on and the fucking stuff falls. Fun, fun stuff. But we meet, uh, we meet the new preacher at the shows up to the wedding, and everybody gets nervous. And then until he starts drinking and joining along, uh, Mister uh, Griffin, Gri- Grufford, I don't know, the preacher. He's played he's by American, Wal- right? He's, Is he supposed to be American in this? I don't know. He's played by Walter Pigeon, and he makes no attempt to do any kind of an accent. Uh, he's he's the most stilted. 
He's got like he's got kind of a rich uh, Robert Mitchum presence. He reminds me of Robert Mitchum. Like he looks like him. His voice kind of sounds like him. Yeah. He's not good. No. He's no Robert Mitchum. Man, I was fucking furious every time this idiot showed back up because everybody else is doing accents, and he's just like. Well, Hugh, we're going to get you feeling a lot better soon. Dude, at one point, fuck it, yeah, when Hugh... So they fall in the ice, right? Him and his mother coming back from the... Yeah, they go to the... the they're having the, she, the the strike meeting. And that's when she goes and yells at everybody, right? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so they... Uh, so now we meet everybody. Oh, and uh, Maureen O'Hara, who played the mom in uh, The Parent Trap and from The Quiet Man... She plays the daughter, An- Anger, Anger Hard? Angarth. Angar, Angarth? Angarth. Okay. Well, anyway, she is in love with the preacher right away. But, oh, will they, won't they? Who knows? Who could Which is strange because he, this fella shit? is not lovable. No, not charismatic. Uh, not as handsome as the other people in the and movie as well. he's a A deacon. Is he a deacon? He's the preacher, and then the deacons are the people that the like, old guys. They don't that... like him. So they, there's, there's that was uh, my deacon impersonation. The owner of the mine cuts all the wages at the mine, as mine owners are, are wont to do. Yeah, because um, they they're getting cheaper labor. I don't know. If yeah, some uh, some, shit. some other oh, place closed down. Ironworks or something. Yeah, steel mill. And now those guys are looking for work there. And they come in and they undercut the prices. And so the men want to form a union, uh, which uh, Gawillem, uh, played by Donald Crisk in an Academy Award winning role, he he goes, I can't believe my own boys oh, bringing socialism. socialism into me house. Oh. Yeah, it's fucking topical. Uh, and so they, the boys fucking just go, well, fuck off. And they leave. They just move out. They're not going to, they're going on strike. Oh, why couldn't you just. Depend on the charity of the mine owner to do the good thing. Yeah, they're just like, no, he's going to cut our wages, and then he's going to cut our wages again, and we have to unify, and we have to unite and be in solidarity, and we have to go on strike for something like 26 weeks or something like that, I think they say. Oh, well, you won't do it in my house. And uh, they, uh, they get mad at the scabs. I don't think the dad crosses the picket line, but he's against the strike so that people start fucking with them. Uh, and they throw uh, a brick through the window. And yeah, because they're on. No, he still works, right? Doesn't I don't, the father keep working? I don't think so. I don't think he crosses the line, but I think he's he's opposed. Oh, he's just opposed to it, yeah. Which is like. So the further it goes, they're like, they're not supporting us. Right. Uh, Let us eat your child's face. Yeah. We're the, so hungry. A, a modest proposal. <laughs> You've got so many children. Um, so then they're having a meeting out in the winter, out in the cold, and uh, the mom goes and basically threatens to kill anybody that harms her husband. And then they're all like, uh, blah, blah, blah. And while they're all leaving the meeting and going back to the fields, uh, her and her son fall in a river. Or yeah. she falls in the river. They don't yeah, show she them fall, falling, I mean, right? They should, no, they show her fall, though, after she, like, Threatens them all. And, okay. Like, she gets down and fucking slips in the snow, and they help her up, and she like shakes them off. 
So then. So, but it shows her and uh, Hugh walking down that hill. Yes. That snowy hill. And okay. And they're just in the water. So they're in the they're in the ice. They're freezing to death. They get saved, and now Hugh is bedridden. For, not by Christ. They already have Christ. Christ not I think. by Christ. Uh, the mom is upstairs recuperating. Hugh is like stuck in a bed in a window. <laughs> yeah, dude. The doctor's like, I don't know if his legs are frozen. Give me yeah. a year or two. Sitting a couple in of years, window. and he's fucking pounding shots the whole time. Uh, love a drunk doctor. Uh, Hugh, we should mention, medicine. is completely fu- inappropriately horny for my girl, Annalie uh, Bronwyn, his older brother's wife, his sister-in-law. Even as a boy, he's just like, I just want to touch myself when I look at her. <laughs> um, and she apparently like uh, is just a maid in their house now. Uh, I couldn't get over the, the, the gender politics of this movie are unaddressed. Uh, it just seems like the women stay at home and then the men go to the coal mines and yeah, till everybody just dies. Pretty much. Um, they settle the strike. So, but so he's like crippled. Yes. He's got to sit the like that pretty cool like bed right in the window there. Yeah, not bad. Got. It's got some birds flying but in. But then the Walter Pigeon comes in and he's like, Man, I wish I was crippled. Yeah. If I could read Treasure Island uh, for the first time. I'd have again. so much time to read Treasure Island. You know, I'd almost give up the ability to walk. To walk. To read this fucking book. I'm jealous of you, kid. Yeah. Damn. And then Hugh reaches out for the book like, <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, it's a child actor. We can't make fun of Roddy McDonald's had a, a long, prosperous such career. such a punchable face, though. Uh, the preacher takes a fucking, spends a little bit too much time with Hugh, in my opinion. Yeah, well, like all preachers do. Um, but this all, this just keeps in- endearing him to. Uh, He's like, let's take a piggyback ride to the woods, Hugh. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave you here, and you're gonna have to walk home, yeah. you little bitch. And if you don't walk, you die. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. This is God speaking through me. Here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all of all of the attention the preacher's given to the little uh, the little uh, the recuperating boy makes uh, Maureen O'Hara even hornier for him. Um. The strike gets settled. Everybody goes back to work. The boys come home. Uh, the oldest boy's choir gets to sing for the queen or some shit, but two of the boys get laid off and they're like, fuck this. We're going to America. Um, and that is all of this is there's so many different. This movie is like 12 different movies in it. And each one of these scenes could have been their own good movie. Um, so, and then Hugh is going to start, he's going to go to school now. Oh, boy, he's going to be the first boy to go to school. Yeah, and that goes swimmingly. <laughs> he shows up late. The teacher is a fucking asshole. Yeah. Just humiliates him in front of everybody. Kid gets the shit kicked out of him out at recess. They break his pencil box. He keeps coming home just completely fucking battered. They decide to teach him how to box, uh, and that's when we get uh, Die Bando. And uh, Safartha. Yeah, and they go pay a visit to the to the school there. After well, the... yeah. So then now that now the boy, so they teach him how to box. Oh, and he kicks the kids, or he beats. He just keeps ducking and wiving and yeah. just fucking kidney punching the kid till he's fucking pissing blood in the playground. <laughs> and then the teacher comes out and he goes, "Oh, you cold mining pieces of shit!" And then he just beats the fuck out of him with a stick. 
So he comes hobbling home, and then the boxing teacher just, they interrupt class. Can you imagine? Oh, how fucking great it would be. You got I like, think it's every child's dream. Oh, my God. You're just sitting in class. Your teacher's giving you the fucking guff. He's going, you're all going to have extra homework, too. And then all of a sudden, your boxing teacher just comes <laughs> yeah, in and you- just beats the <laughs> fucking shit out of your teacher in front of the class in a hilarious way. <laughs> He's like, oh, kids, I'm going to teach you how to box, and this is how you punch someone's lights out. Oh, gone. <laughs> just fucking dead on the floor. That teacher hits his head wrong. There's just a fucking homicide in that classroom. Dude, best day ever in oh, school right there. Yeah, early dismissal for sure. <laughs> Uh, Hugh's doing so good in school He gets uh, the opportunity to go to some other fucking school But like a complete idiot He decides he wants to work in the coal mines yeah, Come on, Hugh I mean, his father should have been like, no uh, No, you're not uh, Yeah, and yeah, it, just put your foot down He's fucking 12 years no. old He can't make decisions like He's that He's like, oh, make your own decision then uh, No that's, that's bad parenting if I let my son, he'd play Nintendo all day long. But I have to say, <laughs> no, buddy, you can't do that. You have to do other things. You have to read and you have to go outside and play. No. You're not going to work in the coal mines. I'm putting my, you're 12 years old. You live in my goddamn house. You're one of my 18 kids, and you're not going to be a coal miner like me. You don't think you, don't think you can get him down there part-time? I mean, I don't think A couple I, hours a day. I mean, how much is the 15 cents they're going to give a little kid to go down and push fucking coal mine carts around going to help out? He could become a lawyer well, or a doctor. I mean, he if could it's save them all. 10 hours a week, that's $1.50. That's true. I didn't think about that. We'll talk about it off the pod, but um, I think we got some opportunities. Uh, Bronwyn uh, and Eivor are having a baby, but then Eivor is killed in a mine accident. I feel like we're talking about Game of Thrones now. It's fucking madness. So much shit happens. Uh, and then two more of the the brothers are laid off. Not the ones that went to America, just two different ones. I think they also just go. Yeah, like, this fuck is it. right after Roddy starts, right? Yes. Yeah. And then they, they're like, yeah, the two best. The- Two oldest brothers, the best workers in the mine, then just make too much money. Yeah, you can't afford them anymore. Uh, oh, and then the owner of the mine shows up one day in his fucking top hat and tails to ask permission if, man, he has to come in. The owner of the mine has to come in and ask Gawillam for permission to have his son come in and talk to him about marrying his daughter. And, and like, Gareth, right? Yeah, and Gareth. And she wants to marry the preacher, but the preacher's like, uh, no, I like boys. And, uh, um, I mean, he never says that. It's implied. But, uh, when, so then she gets married to him, but she's in love with the preacher. So there's like this fucking gossip mill that, uh, they're going to get divorced. And there's yeah, gonna but be a she's scandal. like moves away and then comes, like, she goes away and then comes back, but, doesn't come to them. She goes to like the mansion, so she's like living there, but she's not in touch. Yeah, she's with the in family. the town, I think. Yeah, but she's like locked away. And then the the uh, Hugh goes to visit her one day and give her all the news about the oh our, our brother died and you know just the gossip. Um. Yeah, and then the preacher is run out of town because they think that he's having an affair with. Angarethid, 
uh, and he's going to leave town, and he's like, uh, this will be the last time I talk to you fucking dipshits. Uh, Bag of shit, Deacons. And just just then, oh boy, the alarm whistle goes off at the mine, and there's a there's a several men are disa- are injured, and there's a cave in, and guys are trapped, and that's when the the all star the Avengers assemble, the team they get all the men out there, and then they they go, uh oh, here's who's here's the crew that we get to go in and and rescue uh, dear Gawillum, a little boy, uh, Hugh, a, a young boy. Uh, the prissy preacher from America, probably, we think. The lazy actor that refuses to do any accent work. Uh, and Dibando, the blind, the now blinded boxing Yeah, does it instructor. ever say how he went blind? I probably getting punched in the face too many times. Was it that? Or it wasn't during the explosion or something, right? I don't think so. Uh, Barry Fitzgerald, uh, he goes, uh, I'm a coward. I'll hold your coat, though. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, they go down to the mine. They find Gawillam. I honestly I was like, that's <laughs> what my kids, I was like, uh, no, no. Because I just remember like when my kids were like real little and they were walking around and talking, I would just hear da, 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 da. And I was like, I got to hide. <laughs> I, have, I have to take a shit or I'm going to explode. <laughs> Da 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 da. <laughs> this fucking idiot is screaming. Da da. It's a cave in, idiot. You're not Dude. supposed to go down there and yell. Dude, there were like more people that could have gone down there besides the, the little kid. Certainly, and the fucking preacher who's never been in a coal mine. Um, but they they find. I gotta them. tell you, when the the explosion happened, it was a pretty big explosion, and then that elevator came up, and a lot of people walked off of there, and I was like, oh. Doesn't seem that bad. I'll tell you this. Uh, if they're able to get down to Gawillam, I think he's able to get up to them. Yeah. This fucking old guy's being lazy as hell. I think he wanted to die. That's what I'm saying. I think he was looking for comp. You think he was looking for what? Work as comp. Oh, yeah. A little slip and fall. Yeah. Where a little, no oh, I got, I got caught in the... Oh, my back. Oh, uh, my, my sacroiliac. Well, anyway, he's dead. <laughs> and you... Little baby Hugh carries his fucking father's body up to the top to the surface. And then... Uh, Good riddance, I say. Then the movie ends. There's, a, there's some fucking narration from... Oh, fucking... You see that lightning? Oh, my God. In memory of... Uh, Rest in Willem. peace, Willem. <laughs> uh, the, the movie ends. There's, there's montages of little scenes of the family. And oh, they ends. do the sing-along flashback. They do the... Uh, yep. Why don't you build me up? <laughs> oh, yes. Like Buttercup, baby, <laughs> just to let me down. And now, all of a sudden, Chris Elliott's the one giving the blowjob. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, this was, I, I want to say, I think this was like the highest grossing film of the year. Was it? Uh, let me see, 1941. Is it because film. it was in 3D, so they got to charge more? It was in smell vision <laughs> Everybody who came in got a piece of coal. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, top... Uh, oh, maybe we should... We'll, we'll do this. We'll steal a little box office game from uh, the boys at Blank Check, except there won't be a game. I'll just read it off. Sergeant York is the top grossing film of the year. Then Honky Tonk, Louisiana Purchase, How Green Was My Valley, the fourth highest grossing film of 1941, Citizen Kane not even in the top ten. What did it gross? 
box office gross two million four hundred forty-seven thousand dollars. Sergeant York is up in the six million. Which isn't bad when it's five cents a ticket, right? It ain't bad, brother. It ain't bad. You get a newsreel. You get to watch a cartoon. Um, Clint Eastwood says this is one of his favorite movies of all time. Yeah, but he says a lot of shit. He's yeah, usually he's talking, talking to an empty chair. chair. <laughs> um, I think as a pro-labor movie, I think this is uh, a good movie, I think. I think it's pro-union. Yeah, I think okay. it is. I, I take it to be pro-union. Um, it's not a bad movie. It's unrelentingly dour. Uh, not a lot of levity in this thing, but that seems to be John Ford's fucking M.O. Yeah. Uh, there's some... Uh, I mean, it's a oh, fucking... There's bleak. some gags. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, just a, it's just the people making the best it's of... And then when... I mean, when you really dig into it, and they all died of black lung disease yeah. from the coal mine anyway, so... Uh, Nair a canary to be found in this film. I didn't see one canary in the coal mine. Canary in the coal mine. I uh, I think uh, it's worth watching just so you can get more angry about Citizen Kane not winning. Uh, yeah, Kane definitely should have won. And I would, I might even give it to Maltese Falcon. No, you would give it to Sergeant York. I think. Dude, I think I Maltese really Falcon is just thought... is just a it's just kind of a. I, it's just like a bare bones detective story. I don't think th- I. Di- it was one of those ones where I was like, I don't. It's just a good, yeah, mystery. But there's nothing that screams to me that it's the best yeah. movie of the year. Watch it again sometime. Yeah, maybe. Uh, when you when you come upstairs and and uh, I don't know, <laughs> fucking Maywest. lost lost the whole thread. Anywho, friends. Next week, though, I Next heard that week. we get into. Uh, Another movie. That that you you're right. <laughs> Rumor going around is that next week will be a different episode uh, on a different movie. I'll tell you this: it stars that dickhead Walter Pigeon. Jesus Christ! And the, your your favorite lady, Greer Gossin. Greer Gossin. I I'm not huge on these guys, but you know who directs this film? No. William Wyler. And you. It's know, another Willie Wyler. You know I've been loving my William Wyler. Dude, you can't get enough. You keep telling me. So Tattooed it on your forehead. The name of the forehead. film is called Mrs. Miniver. And like I Post Malone, you Willie over one oh, eyebrow. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got Nirvana Wyler. lyrics on his face. I'm going to put just yeah. uh, taglines from William Get rid of your eyebrows and do Willie Wyler. Uh, I love the man. I can't wait to watch Mrs. Miniver. Now, let me just ask you. Has he passed away? Oh, most certainly. All yeah, right. probably close <laughs> to probably 50 years ago. At this All right, just checking. Uh, yeah, we'll get into the death of William Wyler next week. Oh, the life of death the life of young William Wyler. And then we'll continue to celebrate him as he continues to go on a damn run. Where's he running to? Uh, Mexico, trying to get south of the border. Oh, probably going to get some of that prescription medication. Yeah, Mrs. Miniver is coming up, and then... Uh, uh, we got to talk about uh, what's the fucking last one that he wins Best Picture for. What the hell is it Por- called? Porkies. Oh, I mean, he's got uh, he's got a lot more movies of his. The Best Years of Our Lives. Ben Hur is him. Roman Holiday and Funny Girl. Those were all nominated for Best Picture. Funny Girl. That's uh, Barbara yeah, Streisand. Barbara Streisand about that Fanny Bryce. Fanny Bryce from uh, what was the movie we did? Great Ziegfeld. Ziegfeld. Yep. God damn it, Sean! You're 
You're a wealth of information. I'm a motherfucking wealth of information. You dummy. You fucking jerk. William Wyler rules. Next week, Mrs. Miniver. Be here or be square. uh, The marvelous Mrs. Miniver. The stand-up comedy lady. Is that her? That's not. That's Fanny Bryce I'm thinking of. Imagine, Imagine comedy still happening nowadays. That's insane to me. Just thinking about that, walking into a room with a bunch of people in there and then saying stuff. This this bit usually works better when I get up to Is go. Is this still going? We're on the Zoom and I get up to go to the bathroom and Did I come back. Did you shut and it off? Oh, no, we're, we're still, still going. going. All right.